This next five year window is when you don't go practical and safe. This is not the time to get the job mom wanted you to. This is the time to realize that you have a five year window, and it's three for some, it's eight for others, but this is a five year window for you to attack the life that you want to win and go and travel and learn. Go and start that business that you've always wanted. Hook up with those three teammates and start that band you've always wanted. This is the time to be massively risk. Hello guys, I'm here with uh, Dave from KK Fun. So, uh, so now there's a bit of structure change. So officially I'm um, introduced from Incubate Fun. Okay. From now on. Yeah. Okay, so you don't work in your office? I work for KK, but um, I'm always employed by Incubate, so there's a bit of a change in terms of structure. And uh, because KK also hiring their own analysts. So oh, it's on thing. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Incubate Fun. Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm with Dave from Incubate Fun. So maybe you can tell me more about Incubate Fun and okay. pitch yourself. Okay. Uh, so actually, I'm an associate at Incubate Fun. Um, Incubate Fun is the largest uh, early stage VC fund based in Japan. We actually have office in uh, India. We also have a sister fund in Singapore called KK Fund, uh, managed by two separate general partner, and it's a separate entity. So my main role is uh, to help my boss, Homasan, with um, his investments and uh, outside of Japan, and uh, also to help KK Fund with um, deal sourcing in Singapore and Indonesia, and uh, also help our portfolio management for our portfolio companies. So I advise our portfolios on things like their strategy, fundraising, and uh, operations and marketing. Okay. A lot of job, a lot of stuff to do <laughs> yeah. at work, oh my god. Uh, just one question, you know the concept of the five-year window, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's the epic moment and you can conclude and go to your professional uh, yeah, professional goal and personal goals. Yeah. Okay, so what's the most epic moment of your five-year window? The most epic moment of my five-year window? I think it has to be the start. Okay, yeah. yeah but moment, yeah. what is the, the best epic moment of your career? The most epic moment was when I landed my first job. Okay. Um, because when I was in university, I didn't come from a good university. Okay. So I sent out 400 overseas uh, during my time in university for an internship and I didn't get any. Okay. So when I was finishing my university, I tell myself, shit, I, I really need a job, man. <laughs> and and, um, and I, I was very clear on what I want to do. So I, wanted, I was in finance, I wanted to do corporate finance. And so why the next thing that came to me occurred to me naturally is that if the job is not gonna come to me, then I'm gonna do the jobs. So I went around and knocked all the jobs. Mm -hmm. I actually went to knock jobs and I got my first job because I was there at 8.30 in the morning. I knocked on the door, I said, hey guys, uh, you guys looking for an analyst? And they were like, uh, yeah, let me bring someone out. Okay. So they brought my boss PL, my future boss PL, and he was like, uh, why are we here? Uh, can you follow instruction? Just send a CV up. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, yeah, I can send a CV, but I have more than just a CV. So actually, I've done a research on a company you could acquire. Mm. I've done a research on your company, and okay. I did a financial model on a company, another company you could acquire. So I mean, uh, I can also along with my CV, right? I mean, so I don't need the a, job before. Yeah. So I was like, probably I don't need an interview. 
I'm not expecting an interview too, but this is, I think, more sincere. I'm coming down to give you this. Mm-hmm. And she was quite shocked. <laughs> and she went back, and I, I thought I'd bomb it. But um, I went down, they asked me back for an interview, and I started my new job the next day. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was the... Five years know that was the most epic moment for me, the start. <laughs> and when did you start to the VC? When did you start to into the, the venture capital world? Um, so I started in uh, January 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, to be very honest, uh, it was not like the obvious choice to be in VC for me. Why? Uh, I was more in corporate finance. Yeah. Uh, first, I was my first job after graduation was in a mining company doing M&A, mm-hmm. and then I moved over to advisory side. Um, didn't really like advisory side. I wanted to move back to the buy side, and I came under call and they said, "Hey, look, looking for someone. They are looking for someone." I was like, "Sure, I'll just go for interview." <laughs> and uh, turned out that my first interview was with my my current boss, uh, Masaiko Komasan. He has done a, a lot of gaming investment in Japan, successful gaming investment. There are some the IPO, multi-billion dollar company now. Right. Um, companies like Gumi, and he also, Gumi, uh, they are listed in Japan. Uh, he was one of the first investors in Gumi. And uh, also with Pokelabo. Oh, yeah. 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 Pokelabo, he, he invested... Um, and he was the first CEO, mm-hmm. and he sold it. I think five years later for 170 million USD. Yeah, not so bad. yeah, not so bad actually in <laughs> Japan. <laughs> in Japan, yeah. So, um, uh, and I, I talked to him. He was in Singapore for a few years, and then he was like, "Okay, I know these people in gaming all that." I was like, "Hey, I know all of them because, to be honest, before university, I started working at 14." And I've been in the gaming industry from 14 to 19 years old, okay. 20 years old. So I know a lot of people in the gaming industry in Singapore. So when he was telling me names, I was like, oh yeah, I know these people. I that was, I think then he, he felt born. And that's how we, yeah, that's how I got Networking is the best way that you can sell yeah. for a company. Yeah. I always think that uh, VC is more of a people's business, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... What is your daily routine as a VC every day? Daily routine, it depends. So, um, usually I will set a day whereby I will try to at least meet two startups a day. Two startups? Yeah. One in the morning and one on the afternoon? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what's up? Uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So, I won't set in the first, sh- uh, first session. I will set usually at 10. Okay. First meeting at 10. Or, and second meeting around 3. And in between, I will have stuff like I need to do research, uh, either research, core portfolio, or I will start in a third meeting. Okay. Uh, it, it's really fluid. The day goes uh, depending on uh, what's going on that day. So if there's event on that day, I will have to go by event. If uh, I have to go down to help out in an event, like as a judge or as a mentor, then that half, half a day or that full day will be delegated to that event. So it really depends on what is going on that day. So like last week, I was in Jakarta, um, How was it? Yeah, I was busy. It was mostly meeting. And uh, on Thursday, I actually had nine meetings. Wow. Yeah, I had nine meetings. After uh, after my first meeting with Yosef, <laughs> yeah. then uh, there was subsequently like, I just sat in the same spot in the cafe, and people just come to me. Okay. Yeah, I just scheduled them one after another, one after another. Yeah, I didn't even eat, I didn't even have lunch. That was like, just clearing everything. Full of meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, interesting. And 
what, what, what is the, the best investment that you did for the moment? Best investment? Uh, I can't say for sure what is best investment because the uh, best investment is only when at five years down or ten years, five, maybe five years down the road, we exit them, right? Yeah, sure. I, but, but my favorite investment that uh, in our portfolio company in... Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I have to play favoritism. I like all of them, man. <laughs> I like all of them. Um, I will have to say um, Fabilio. Okay. Fabilio, we are, they are a furniture e-commerce uh, startup in Indonesia. Okay. Why I like them was that the founders are solid. Yeah, so the founders are Krishnan and Christian. Well, they are solid. And um, they are receptive to... Um, a lot of feedback. Okay. Uh, not that my other popular don't, but they are they are equally the same. But they are proven to execute really well. And what they are doing is actually very difficult because they are trying to build a brand. Okay. Yeah. Because um, most of the staff of Pavilion Platform, like almost more than ninety percent, are designed in house. Okay. So you can only find it on Pavilion Platform. Uh, and they are building a brand synonymous with the uh, Indonesian, you know, we are Indonesian company with a nice design, we want to sell it. So the, it's a slow start because they are building brand, but once you hit a certain level of brand equity, then that's a competitive advantage. It's very strong that intangible brand e brand premium people pay for your for your stuff, right? They cannot explain, but they just like your brand. And uh, that is a slightly longer in terms of process, but um, it's a, a stronger business on okay. the whole. Yeah. That's really interesting. I will have a look on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. <laughs> okay. So you mostly invest in Indonesia, right? Yes. Okay. And in Japan? Um, in Japan, no, no. Unfortunately, uh, so Incubate Farm, we have a huge team in Japan. Okay. We have uh, four general partners in Japan. Um, my boss is one of the general partners. So there are three other general partners in Japan still, and each one of them have actually one associate. Okay. So just by Japan itself, I think the team is big enough to just cover Japan. And I'm actually the only person in the whole team that doesn't speak Japanese too. <laughs> so Japan is out of the question for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, quick transition um, about what you like on the entrepreneurship world and business world. What is the most in inspirational founders for you? Inspirational founder? Yeah. I mean, famous one or unfamous? Elon Musk. Elon Musk? Yeah, I think everyone, everyone would think the same, right? Why? The guy is driven. He's really smart. Yeah. And he's really, really driven. Right. Uh, actually, I just had an argument with my friend a few days ago. She was like, y'all smart people are lazy. I'm like, so you're telling me that Elon Musk is like the most stupid person on earth. <laughs> and then she was like, ah, oh, no, no, no. Right, because the guy is really, really smart, but he's super driven, he knows what he wants, and he takes the risk. Yeah. Right. Um, that's actually, uh, I read about it, he was saying that why Tesla Series A, he put in most of his money, like 99% mm -hmm. of the Series A was his own money, is because there's only a 10% chance of it working out. And he doesn't want to risk the money of his friends, families, and other investors into something that only a 10% chance of succeeding. And that's why he put his own money. He put his money where his mouth is. So that is actually, I think, very... Uh, I don't know. It, it's just something that not a lot of people... Did you read the biography? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I was... Um, 
I don't know. It was really strange because when I read the biography, there's a, a moment or he, he just uh, he just sold PayPal. Yeah. And he want to launch um, Solar City. Yeah. Solar City. So he called every rich people in the US and said, hey, I'm Elon Musk, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Do you want to create that with me? Create this, <laughs> this company with me? And I was, the guy is billionaire. Why he wants to create another company? Yeah. He could be uh, in the Maldives and chill out with, uh, with his wife and children, but no. Yeah. The guy wants to put all his money on the table and go further. This guy is crazy. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Yeah. So, the most impactful book that you read? Sorry? The most impactful book that you read? The most impactful book I read? About business and entrepreneurship. It's actually this book called The Partnership. The Partnership? Yeah, it's actually a history on Goldman Sachs. Okay. That's actually one of the books that got me into finance. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much working in, uh, before university, I was pretty much in uh, marketing. Okay. I was always in marketing. I had done uh, work with Microsoft, I had done work with Sony, I had done work with electronic arts, I was in the gaming industry. And uh, that was actually one of the turning point, the, age, the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. And then I started like, oh yeah, this finance thing, so I read up, started reading up. And uh, that book, The Partnership, I read about it. It was, the idea was very impactful because I think um, there's, one of the first CEO that brought Goldman Sachs to prominence, right? Is this guy called Sidney Weinberg? Okay. Yeah. And guess where he started off in Goldman Sachs? He was an assistant janitor. Okay. Yes. Yeah. On the bottom. Yes. <laughs> he was an assistant janitor and he moved his way up all the way. Okay. Yeah, but that was in like nearly 100 years ago. So, um, Society have changed and you know, how things sure. will have changed. But uh, that sold me. That really sold me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've read a lot of impactful books, but uh, that one thing itself sold me so much. And uh, so much so that I decided oh, I want to do finance, not, not marketing. Okay. <laughs> because this book, yeah. this was a revelation for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read with, uh, I with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your aspirations for you and your business and startups world, entrepreneurship for the next two, three years? For the next two, three years, uh, my aspiration is to look for more um, founders okay. that want to solve problems, solve real problems. Okay. Mm. Because uh, I think too many founders out there currently, I, I believe you see the same thing as in South Asia is that they are trying to solve going after market that people are in and think that maybe they can execute someone else. Okay. Or, you know, we'll just be the number two, number three player. Uh, we'll just take a small part of the market share and we okay. want VC money. And what do you think about South Asia market? It's very nascent. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's the future. Yes, it is. So within the next two, three years, I hope to... Uh, find more founders and meet more founders and uh, of course uh, educate them on uh, more things because the way we look at investment uh, right uh, it's a big fun my boss Kumasan look at investment is that you know we must know what we are looking for as investors mm. 
maybe even before it's here already. We must see what's going on and what we think two, three years ahead or five years, ten years ahead. And if we don't see it happening, no one is doing it, why not we find someone to do it? So within the next two, three years, so hopefully I can find more founders okay. to it and uh, to educate people who are good and uh, hopefully uh, convince them to come out and start something that we think really will work out in Southeast Asia. Yeah. But uh, people are just all chasing after the same thing that someone else is chasing. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Last question. Uh, which type of advice you will give to a millennial who wants to create his own business? Advice to a millennial who wants to create our own business? I think do it first. I mean, just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it. Uh, you'll fall into a trap whereby you spend a lot of time discussing your friends. Yeah. Then you were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially for smart people, man. As you know, really smart people, they'll be like, yeah, we see a lot of holes here and there in our plans. You know, why this doesn't work out? Why that doesn't work out? And you'll spend a lot of time like thinking about it. I actually try to start something, my friend. Yeah. We spent a lot of time thinking about it. Now I was like, just do it. Then in the end, like you know, because we spent too much time thinking about it, uh, I don't think it worked out that well. Okay. So we are trying to something on the side. It's like a side project. Yeah. So something on the side. We just, just just do it this time around. Like don't think so much because when I'm also when I'm in VC, I meet a lot of founders who think so much. And like, have you done anything? No, not really. So do something first. Just do it. Uh, but of course not blindly but do it yeah because if you don't do it you'll spend your whole life dreaming about it (laughs) yeah and stop having regrets yeah okay yeah okay that's interesting thank you so much for your time Dave no problem thank you Arnold thank you for having me If you're lucky enough to be graduating today with not a fucking idea of what you're going to do with your future, nobody's ever been luckier than you. Please recognize it.